what it is how's it going everybody today we're going to be talking about a whole series of trending topics we're going to talk about movie trailers big movie news some stuff about pop culture all the good things that are going on in the world around us you know and uh it's gonna be fun i'm gonna have a good time i know i'm gonna have a good time so anyway sit back relax get your snacks ready and listen in on the first ones to die you are now listening to the first ones to die first ones to die All right, hello everyone. Welcome to the first ones to die. I am one of your hosts, Jonathan. I'm here with Alex and Jerome. I forget who I said hi to first, so I'm just gonna choose Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Alex, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing, Jerome? Uh, I'm a little shook. Uh, I finally watched Hereditary two days ago. And, uh, oh, that movie! It was your first time. It's still affecting me. Like, and and the scene. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen Hereditary, but the scene that happens early on in the movie still rings, still no, no, no. imprinted my, in my brain. Mine, if you haven't seen Hereditary, that's your own fault. Mine is the one where the mom's crawling up the back of the wall. That oh, ain't she's right. on her Spider-Man stuff. Yeah, yeah, backward. That ain't right. That ain't right. Well, wait, it wait. serves you. It serves you right to to be um to be disturbed by Hereditary because we had to be disturbed by the strange thing about the Johnsons. So. That one was messed up. See, but the difference your, is you I'll had friends your... to watch it with. You had someone to like console you. I had to watch Hereditary by myself. I that, know was, that was your we choice. Did not have con- anyway, Jonathan, how are you? We're going to come back to that later. <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, yesterday, I just watched uh, Promising Young Woman, and it was really good. It was a really good movie. Oh, I've heard about that. I've been wanting to watch it. Yes, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything because you should watch it. Uh some people might think that the ending is a bit controversial. I've heard some people say that they liked it, some people th- say that they didn't like it, but overall I like the movie. I feel like a lot can be said for like those type of movies which end up being a lot better if there is opposing sides when it comes to the endings. Mm-hmm. Cuz then it just it literally has made you think so much. That the ending affects you in this manner where you're like, no, 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 it's not right. Or it is right. Or you know how it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jerome. um, Yeah, we already went to you. We already know how you're doing about hereditary and everything. But I mean, other than that, I'm doing good. You know, I'm chilling. (laughs) Uh, I watched it in in theaters with my sister. And when we went, I was a little worried because there was like a bunch of little teenagers behind us. I'm like, oh, they're going to be talking to the whole film. It's not going to be that. Gonna be so annoyed? No, during the whole movie, they were silent. They were. I think it's a hard movie, and they was, got into it. I was trying to tell. Normally, my my defense mechanism, uh, whenever I'm watching horror movies that do actually freak me out, is I start just telling jokes, um, to myself, like in my own brain, to help me like get through it and to like not make the the situation as heavy I've as sat it next is. to you during a horror movie, yeah, so see, I can so you be a oh, yeah, no, witness. I, I can let the people. Know. I just whack people, which Jonathan. Is the reason Jonathan also, sits, Jonathan I've also sits that next as well. to me? I've also experienced that. But hereditary yeah. was fairness, hard. I didn't realize to, how close you were to me that one time. It was hard to make jokes through. I couldn't. It was so hard to process, like, because everything was so serious. I was just like, I can't make fun of this. This is sad and scary. <laughs> I don't like it. This is so uncomfortable. That is scary. Well, uh, well, we're caught up. We're caught up on the week, but are we? Because 
In this episode, we're going to be deep diving into what has happened within the film and pop culture world and world in general. Um, In a special episode, we don't normally do this. We've only done this a handful of times. But um, actually, like one other time. We only did it once. And it went back. Really we only did it once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it this time sans Rob, uh, yes. who was our special guest that episode. <laughs> uh, but before we get into everything, be sure to give us a like and subscribe and five stars if you're listening to us on a podca- podcast platform. Uh, we're at the first ones to die on uh, any social media platform. So be sure to give us a follow as well. And um, I'll I'll hand it over to Jerome because he's going to be kind of uh, uh, introducing the topics that we're going to be talking about or the the, uh, the trending uh, discussions or issues he's of the, the week. He's the adult today. Let's put it that way. Yes. That's right. Look at me. There look at me. Go. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Um, okay. <laughs> so what's our first topic, you Jerome? Up. You Let's gave me all the powers. There we go. I will take it so quickly. Anyway. What's the first topic? Um, so the first topic we're going to talk about today is a trailer that came out a while ago. I want to say the, actually at the beginning of this week, um, if not last week. Uh, but it's been a heavily awaited trailer. We've been waiting to see this movie, see what it's about. And of course, I'm talking about Disney's new movie, new villain movie, Cruella, starring Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. Both the Emmas in this movie. <laughs> I love Emma Thompson. She is just gorgeous and great actress and stunning. All and great personality, her. too. I've seen a couple of her interviews and she's just so lively. She um, she has that very old style classic actress thing where it's just like yeah. I would totally just like end up bowing to you. I don't know why, but my instinct would do that. Like with Meryl Streep too, just like I don't know why. I'm I always bowing. think her and Meryl Streep are on the same level as far as like how good of actresses they are. They're just in, in, both of them are incredible actresses. Although um, Meryl Streep has like all of the Oscars. <laughs> that is true. Meryl Streep is like her own level too, and it's just like. Well, you're Meryl Streep. I think yeah. it's because Meryl Streep does like Meg, like does a lot more. Emma Thompson likes to have fun. She does a lot more fun roles versus Meryl Streep plays stuff know, that makes Meryl you cry. Streep, like Meryl Streep will do fun roles, but she mostly does stuff that's more serious and drama. Well, Meryl which is Streep wants to like want. put a stake in your heart. She wants to go for you. She <laughs> wants to make sure you feel it deep in there. But the Cruella Deville trailer, um, we know you or it's called Cruella. Uh, Jerome, we know you weren't too excited for this movie. I wasn't you didn't excited. Want it to. I wasn't excited for how Disney. I didn't. I didn't have faith in Disney that they were going to do it the way I feel like it should have been done. It like because again, this is yet another character where it's like you can't call it a villain movie if the person isn't a villain. Like I don't care if they were a villain in this other movie that this movie's not connected to. Uh, which is the case with Maleficent. Like Maleficent, even in the trailer, you are we already knew it was going to be like Wicked, basically, where it's like, no, she's not bad. She's just misunderstood. And it's well, like, I agree uh, that Maleficent is actually misunderstood. There was a political war going on. But it's just like, do. you know. Kuno. Let's not get into that Maleficent debate again. Right. But, you know, we know uh, how, if you want to hear the debate, ends up. listen to our old uh, episode seven, which is villains versus anti heroes, we to discuss that nothing. whole topic. Um, but Cruella, the reason I didn't have faith, like, but the Cruella, I was like, I didn't have faith in they, that they were going to do it right because no matter what you say, at least with Maleficent, there's wiggle room to, to maybe make a story to say, like, no, she's misunderstood. You know, that's why she did what she did. Cruella, at the end of the day, wants to murder puppies. 
you can't justify that. Like, you can't be like, well, no, it's okay, though, that she wanted to kill 101 puppies. Not just one, 101 puppies. She needed them all dead. <laughs> Not no. a single one was left to be spared. She didn't care. She was going around to go take the parents, too. She was going to take all them Dalmatians down <laughs> just to have a coat. She don't care. <laughs> I mean, so I'm for good. me I'm I'm personally waiting until I see the movie to judge from the trailer and anybody who knows me knows I don't prefer to watch the trailer <laughs> because I just prefer to be in the Surprise. moment and I'm yeah I'm one of those people okay at me at me yes but that's the new trailer phrase Jonathan <laughs> It is. <laughs> We're going to make a shirt for you. Alex has dude, <laughs> New Year, Dead Me, and you've got At Me, At Me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is going to um, haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but from, from the trailer that I watched, I was intrigued, admittedly. And I've heard some people, you know, compare this to Joker in that it, it kind of seems like it might be in that vein. And it seems like it's getting that amount of hype, too. Usually, I I feel like usually Disney villain movies aren't usually this widely hyped up. Um, That might just be my memory. But it seems like a lot of people are excited for this movie. And that could be either for the best or the worst. I I like it. I like I like I said I said I didn't have faith in them before, but that's before I saw the trailer. There was no footage or anything to go off of. Now that we have this trailer, I can say that I'm a lot more excited now than I was before. It looks like they're doing the character justice. It looks like she's maybe not going to be... Because Cruella is a very interesting character. Because at the end of the day, she's villainous, but not in the traditional way. Like, she's not trying to destroy the world. She's just a woman She's just trying to murder puppies. Right. Like, that's her whole thing. But even then, it's for the most weird of reasons where it's not even that she wants to murder these puppies because they did something to her or she hates the people that owns them or anything like that she's like look i want to look fly so i'm gonna murder these puppies so, so I is she good. really <laughs> actually a villainess though because she just she's just selfish and horrible she's not actually a villain that's every villain alex every single one is selfish <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, you're right. She's not trying to destroy the world or even kill the parents. In no. fact, she tried to give the mom even a better job. The she the, tried to pay for the mean? puppies. <laughs> she yeah, did so she tried she did to make do it legally right. She wasn't just stealing out of steal. Um, I'm excited for this film. One, I didn't expect it to look as good as it does. It has a very uh, it looks Devil like Joker. Wears Prada. I was going Devil Wears Prada with the fashion. I'm excited for the fashion. Um, that yeah. scene in the trailer where she comes in and that whole outfit gets on fire. That was that was like serious I'm boss. Like, how does your your hair is all frizzed out and sticking out? How did that not catch on fire? <laughs> There's no for a second I was like for a second I was thinking, did they give Cruella like magic superpowers for this movie? It's no different than the Hunger Games thing when she's wearing the the thing. Okay. That, like that that okay. made me think of that instantly. Where she I had don't the know outfit if you caught on I don't fire. know if you guys know this. <laughs> But there's something called magician's paper. No, I know I get it. I'm just saying. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> right. So that makes it a certain type of flammable. I mean, there are fires you can use where your hair won't catch on fire. And it, who knows? That could be her natural hair state. So just because it's frizzed out doesn't mean it's like. Well, the, it's interesting because in the trailer you see her with red hair, like when she's like a waitress in her waitress that outfit. Is when she's, yeah. So I wonder if yeah, they're gonna like show her natural hair color, and then she dyes her hair black and white, and that becomes like her identity. 
Phil. What I do like is that a lot of the posters have a very gangster feel to them. Mm-hmm. Which the three dogs and then the black and white half face like that was a 90s rap album and i recall it i can see it in my head so <laughs> there's also been sort of a sort of a punk rock early aughts vibe to oh, some of totally. the art as well yeah even like to it, her it, outfits like all that like leather and change is like Damn, yeah, if I was in high school, I would have totally worn that outfit. That's the type of girl I, <laughs> I was. I feel like but... it fits, though, because Cruella is supposed to be, like, this mega awesome fashion designer. Like, a person who's kind of ahead of her time. So, I like the idea that in this, like, Victorian London, or, like, late Victorian London, like, she's the one who's kind of pushing fashion forward. And she's wearing these, like, unique outfits that are going to be popular in, like, the next generation. Like, I think no, that's yeah. a cool idea. Um, and I also like, I think Emma Stone is doing a great job with the voice. Like she's, she really does sound like a young Cruella DeVille. And it would, it, for me, it, it was the balancing. Cause I'm like, I can imagine you growing up to be Glenn Close with that voice. Um, yeah. who played her in the, in the, um, live action movie, uh, play Cruella DeVille. So I, I'm excited. I think she's going to do a great job. I think uh, so far the movie does give me Joker vibes. And if it's going to be like Joker, where it's like Cruella is clearly like mentally unstable, but she's a sadder character for it. And you understand where she's coming from. And then at the end, she does something where you're like, all right, you little nuts. You little nuts, Cruella. But I guess, <laughs> I guess you're you the need, main you character we follow. You need to put, put in a straight jacket and give him some medication and therapy and hug. Because even at the end of Joker, like, Joker is does go full villain at the end of that movie. But you understand, you've seen the journey. So you understand where he started and how he got to this point. You know, it's like watching the descent of a person's mental state. And I, I hope that Cruella will be the, uh, well, it, that's good. Uh, I hope Cruella will be the same thing. Like, a watching, uh, maybe a more PG, because it's still Disney, but more of a PG-13 version of a descent into Disney madness. gets away with a lot, though, because they're Disney. I That's think true. after Joker came out, maybe they have more faith in it making leaving uh, Cruella as that movie, because Maleficent came out before we had like I think Joker's like legitimately the first comic book villain movie we've ever gotten that's more or less faithful to the character. So after and that movie was mad successful. So I wonder if now Disney's like if we do more of these movies, like we could do it. And have them just be bad guys instead of having to do the the anti-hero story, basically, of like, well, you know, they're bad, but they're also good in some ways. And that's okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. This is only the first trailer, so who knows? And moving on to our next trailer. Moving on to no, our next trailer. Uh, now we're leaving the world of Disney into the rated R world of video games into one of the other anticipated trailers especially because this movie only comes out in two months and this is the first trailer. doesn't cruella as well i don't know cruella comes out in may oh, i think so that's three cruella. cruella's three. three months um if it comes out in may but uh mortal Kombat, which is what we're going to talk about now comes out in april and everybody on the you know um on the Twitters and the Instagrams and everything else was just like, when are we going to see the trailer? We didn't seen everything else but a trailer. We had posters. We had uh, pictures and Entertainment Weekly. We had all this stuff. And people were like, when is the trailer coming out, though? And we finally got the trailer for Mortal Kombat. Uh, I've been doing a lot of talking, so I'm going to turn it over to Alex. Alex, what do you think about the Mortal Kombat trailer? 
Well, I literally watched it right before, and uh, before we start recording, and I'm actually excited to see it. It looks a lot better than what I had originally thought and what I remember seeing from the first Mortal Kombat movie that came out um, that nobody wants to ever talk about or really remember. I like the first um, Mortal Kombat movie. It was great. The second one's would. trash, though. The second you one's trash. Would. Everybody likes the first one. They think it's campy and cheesy. Which is why anyway, they like it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought it was really good. I got, I actually started getting into it. It gave me, I won't lie, it started, I started making jokes in my head about it. When they're like, oh, it's a competition and all this and you're in these. I'm like, oh, they're kind of going Hunger Games style. That's all I had thought about. <laughs> Last one is Hunger Games God. seems to be a common theme throughout the these I mean, trailers. I think it's just if you fight in an arena, it goes down to Hunger Games. Here's the thing, though. Hunger Mortal Kombat didn't rip off Hunger Games. Hunger Games ripped off Mortal Kombat. <laughs> okay, one, I know that. Two, don't talk to me like you don't no, think I know that. I'm just no, I know that. Thirdly, I know you say that. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> I'm hella excited to see Sub Zero because they showed him near the end of the trailer, and Sub Zero has always been my favorite character. Those ice powers are bomb, and I felt like they were really lacking in the original one of the Mortal Kombat movies. And when I saw his powers in the trailer, I was like, holy hell, this is awesome. They actually did him right. And then I also looked up the actor, and uh, his name is Joe Talisman. And I, was, and I was like, oh, he's been in like Star Trek and the Fast and the Furious 6. So he's a great actor. I really like him. He hasn't had such major roles, but he has had really good roles that I have seen him in. So, like, I'm super excited to ha- see him play Sub-Zero. I think he's going to do a, just an awesome job with it. So, I'm actually excited for this Mortal Kombat going on. Because I remember also playing it when I was younger. Which makes me feel old now when I say that. In my day, so, I used to play it. So, I do not have a very extensive history with Mortal Kombat. I didn't really play it when I was a kid. And nor did I play it when I was an adult because, you know, um, but yeah, because I didn't really We can find the game and we can play it. Yeah, I, we have, can have, I have Mortal Kombat 11, so we, yeah, I, we can't play On what system? Mortal Kombat. PS4. You have a PS4. How many tro- <laughs> controllers? <laughs> anyway. I have three, um, but I mean, you only need two and I got That's true two. Well, so. I don't know. Anyway, so when I watched this house. trailer, I wasn't really <laughs> invested And after I finished watching the trailer, it didn't make me want to watch the movie more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I probably will not watch Mortal Kombat. Were you not at least pressed by the, like, Sub-Zero's powers? His eyes powers? I mean, you're going to have to do a lot in this. This is just not my, like, genre. So... You're going to have to do a lot if you're going to capture my attention in this type of, especially the video game movies. It's nothing against Mortal Kombat. I'm sure, you know, it's going to be exciting and everything, but I am not excited. Um, I do tend to have issues when video games are turned into movies, like with Doom. Doom was bad. Doom was trash. And I don't, yeah. And I was just like, every time I see a video game turn into a movie, I get excited because I'm like, hell yeah, I play this video game. I'm super ready. And then I always have my expectations up to here. And then I see the movie and I see the favorite character I played in that video game in the movie. And I'm like, oh, good Lord. Why did you do this to me? Hell, even with Sonic, they they screwed Sonic up the first moment they had him. 
I we still haven't like, seen that movie, and I, I actually, that's actually a movie on, that I want to watch. It's on Prime now. It's on Prime now. Oh, is it for yeah. available yeah. for free? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. on my queue. Yeah, they like took Sonic, a simple hedgehog looking thing, made him look all weird and human like, and it's like you did Sonic so dirty. They, they fixed it. So, they did fix it. After like literally people were but on they Twitter still being fixed like, it are, and put out the so movie with the fixed version. <laughs> yeah, but it's still disappointing because it was like he's he's just supposed to run around. I don't know. But I always get a little disappointed when they turn video games into movies. It's kind of fun to see in a way that it's like Yes, this is something I remember. Yes, this is something I loved. And I love seeing the cheesy of it. But at the same time, that cheesy and campy style is like, this is disappointing. This is a serious game. Mortal Kombat is a serious game. <laughs> Friendship has been broken. Sweet. It is. The one, thing, the one thing that I found funny out of the trailer was the one part where the dude is like, it's not a birthmark. And for some reason, it cracked me up because... <laughs> You can't really say that line very seriously. It's not a bir- yeah, I can see that. It's not a birthmark. I see. Here's the thing. I'm kind of in the middle because on one hand, okay. I'm excited for a Mortal Kombat movie, and the movie does look admittedly pretty good. Some of the shots are really good. Sub Zero, they look like they're doing pretty right. Um, Sub Zero is totally on the level um, for the most part. I think I I would have liked to see a few like. And this is this goes for every character in the movie. I feel like the effects, while cool, could be bigger. This is Mortal Kombat. People rip spine, rip their spines out right. their backs no, with no, their no. bare okay. hands. But no, 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 no. But those are set for like the fight the fatalities. That's the finish. No, part. you haven't played yeah. Mortal Kombat Eleven. Fatalities are pretty much every move now at this point. Like th- that no, move. I'm, I'm an original Mortal Kombat girl. That move when the in the in the trailer when because it's ripped right out of the game out of Mortal Kombat 11 so specific, uh, specifically. Wait, how is a spine removal not a fatality? How's a person still? Fighting no, what afterwards? I'm what I'm saying is <laughs> that in in Mortal Kombat 11, right? You know that move in the trailer when Sub Zero makes an ice wall and he throws Scorpion through it. Yeah. In the Mortal Kombat 11. When I say it gets bigger, it's not just a, you know, little ice ball. He goes right through it in the game. That ice ball is solid. He throws Scorpion into it. Then he comes back with an ice fist and punches him through it. Just to, just to add emphasis to effect that, yeah, you getting beat down. And it's just like, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I would like to see that. Like, I don't think, like, I don't think the game, it also the movie is like, bad. Yeah, but like. Is that the beginning of the fight, or did Mortal no? Kombat this is just a move that you throw into like into your combos, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's, and I'm imagining that that Scorpion Sub Zero fight is probably going to be one of the ending fights because that's one of the biggest feuds in Mortal Kombat is, is, is Scorpion and Sub Zero being um, rivals. So it's like I just I just thought some of the like or even Scorpion when he's summoned and he has those little like little flame doodlies, and I'm like. In the games, it's a. By the way, to- this I is a tornado found that of so fire. Stupid that Scorpion had those, because it's like you're named after a thing with a poisonous tail. Well, he does. He has like, the he has the spear. Like, no, That's the spear is the, the tail, like, the basically. Fire things in some of them, and it's like, how are you having fire power? Because he's from hell. <laughs> he's a demon. In today's so episode of Jonathan, has no idea what's going on. But nonetheless, if you are named after an animal, you should not have elemental powers. Sub Zero. Should have ice powers. Why the hell? Besides, he's from hell. Oh, great! I'm from Chicago. First of all, scorpions I can't go and make pizza can sting, myself. and it feels like your skin's on fire. So thematically, it does work. 
<laughs> okay, when Not we do our Mortal Kombat episode, we'll, ha- we'll rehash this debate, okay? But nonetheless, <laughs> what I'm saying is, because you keep interrupting me, what I'm saying is... <laughs> is that these effects need to be bigger that's my personal opinion scorpion doesn't shouldn't just have little fire strands or whatever it should be a volcano of fire because that's what it looks like in the freaking game and maybe they realize how delicate his fire is so it's like i feel like some of that stuff also the biggest thing that irks me about this trailer and this isn't a thing about mortal kombat this is the thing about all video game movies in general is that yet again we have another movie where you have plenty of characters in fact mortal kombat is a fighting game so there's like almost 100 plus characters you could chose to be your main character but who do they choose cole young who's cole young a completely original character that's not in any of the games <laughs> that I they was just trying to made remember up. his name because the dude said that's not a birthmark that birthmark line i thought he, I thought was he said dumb Carl too when she's like when he's like what's this it's a birthmark what does that mean he was born with it no 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 excuse my french but no shit of course he was born with it that's what birthmark means that's not what we asked what i mean is why does it look like a dragon (laughs) it looks like no birthmark i've seen looks like a dragon print like he literally was branded at a frat boy party and (laughs) from a drunken stupor and didn't remember it that's what that is that ain't no birthmark In the mummy, he had like a birthmark here that didn't look like a birthmark. It looked branded. That's what I'm saying. I hate that. Anyway, the point is is that Cole is a product of the same issue that Sonic the Hedgehog had, where it's like, we have Sonic the Hedgehog, and the world he lives in is completely ripped out of the games. Yeah, but is that the setting of the movie, though? Nah. Nah, that's not the setting of the movie. Nah, the setting of the movie, right, is that he's in Earth, and he's with James Marsden. Who's he? Random dude, we just made up in this movie so that we could okay, have a human like, character. Well, I think that's, no, 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 I wait, think wait, that's wait. all of the cartoon movies. Wait, they no, all... you're absolutely right about like it being having so many characters. Then who would you choose to be the main character? Liu Kang. Why? Because he's a, he's literally the character that is our intro into the games. He's the main character of the whole game. He beats Shang Tsung. He saves the wor- Earth Realm. He's literally the main character. Or if you want to even be a little more creative, uh, they recently had an animated movie of Mortal Kombat recently where Scorpion is more or less the main character. Because Scorpion's... Okay, we just discussed my issues. Well, Scorpion's, Scorpion's story, though, is the most tragic because his family is murdered by presumably Sub-Zero, but you, with which you find out that's not entirely true. And so the reason he even fights in the Mortal Kombat tournament and even makes a deal to sell his soul to become a Revenant to fight is because he wants revenge for the murder of not just his whole clan, but also his, his uh, not infant, but, you know, toddler so, son and wife. That's a tragic story that would have been a great main character. Really, what it know. sounds like to me is irrational man makes irrational decision on bad evidence to attack wrong man. To be fair, in a world of magic where you can literally make yourself look like another person, that is like all I'm saying is, like, is you know. his tragic story is literally irrational man makes stupid decision after horrible event and then goes after wrong man. How tragic is that? He he should you know. Oh no, he repay, he re- yeah. he repents for that after he finds out that Sub Zero yeah, didn't do it, though. and he's just like, "I'm sorry, man. I mean, I thought you did it." Also, another character I'm who could have been to the- burn off your flesh. Another oh, character who could have been a main character that's not in this trailer, and I think some fans are going to be pissed, is Johnny Cage. 
Who's also not in this? Who's also... Wait, Johnny Cage. Cage is not in this? I don't think he is. And I think the reason why is because the director is Asian. I don't know what his origin is um, as a, as uh, to his country of origin. Um, but he, I'm sure he probably didn't want to make yeah, a white... The one white character in Mortal Kombat the main character, which is fine. What about I understand Reptile? that. They should have just like... Reptile's a henchman at best. Well, they could have like redesigned his whole character, you know, that whole. But uh, but you know, Johnny Cage is like Johnny Cage is that character. He is Cole Young, where Cole doesn't know anything um, about the Mortal Kombat universe. Who is Cameron's favorite character? Cameron is a friend of ours. I don't know. I've never uh, asked he loves Cameron. Mortal Co- he has talked to me about it before, and I know he loves Mortal Kombat. And I, now I can't remember. I think it's one of the female characters. I don't know. But I do know we should have had him. I know Rob loves really Scorpion. Well, tune tune into our Mortal Kombat episode. This is already part well, one of it. Well, tune tune into our vlog because we're gonna go make Jonathan play it. Yes, apparently. Yeah, I'm listening. You can come over. Uh, Y'all can come over and we'll play some Mortal Kombat. Have a. I'm vaccinated. All right, uh, Jerome. What's our next? Because yeah, I know we're, we we're running a little long on Mortal Kombat. Well, I'm sorry. I got as, a little heated. I had some Shane, things to say. Jonathan threw shade earlier, saying. <laughs> You know, some people are talkers. I feel like I now know who he's directing that at. But go on. That's my, that's my bad. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of lost topic? myself. Anyway, don't, don't worry, Jonathan. You can jump in on this one because now we're going to talk about uh, our main man, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino, who, uh, well, formerly Childish Gambino, who uh, has recently moved Does he from. Not go by that at all? No, he's uh, retired the name now. Hmm. Yeah. But he uh he's now moved from Disney, who uh, owns, of course, Hulu as well, FX and Hulu, and has moved now over to Amazon with an eight-figure deal that he has made with Amazon Studios, also bringing with him other folks such as his brother, Stephen Glover, who helped him write Atlanta. And there's rumors, well, not rumors, there's an announcement, sorry, that uh, he is working on a new show called Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, his co-star from Solo. Uh, that is going to be based off, or rather a reboot, of the 2005 movie starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Uh, since me and Alex talked a lot about Mortal Kombat, Jonathan, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think <laughs> about this deal? Do you have hopes, uh, knowing Donald Glover's work, of what you think he might be uh, bringing to the table for Amazon Prime? And uh, what do you think about the Mr. and Mrs. Smith uh, show? Yeah, this all sounds, I mean, first of all, you know, get that money, Donald Glover. You can't blame anybody for, you know, securing the bag. And uh, secondly, uh, when I first heard about this, in that it said that he was leaving FX. I thought that meant, you know, Atlanta was going to be canceled. I haven't seen Atlanta yet. It is on my list. But uh, that that's what I thought it meant. But apparently it, it's been renewed for two more seasons um, already. So it's not ending. And he gets to have this thing uh, with Amazon Studios as well. So overall, it's just going to be amazing for him and... Uh, you know, we've been seeing this where, you know, like with Netflix and Shonda Rhimes uh, signing a, a huge deal. Ava DuVernay just signed um, a, a deal to, to produce some stuff and uh, or direct some Don't stuff. Don't remind me about that, okay? Because I'm already upset. 
<laughs> with Ava right now. Anyway, um, but I, I I'm excited about the the Mr. and Mrs. Smith like uh, I guess reimagining. Um, it, it, if anything can be reimagined, I think that would be an interesting thing to do. Um, yeah, I'm just excited about him and eight figure deal. So that's over ten million dollars at least, which is insane. But I mean, again, secure the bag. Uh, for context, also, I'm only mad at Ava because uh, leave the Powerpuff Girls alone. Ain't nobody asked for no 20-something-year-old Powerpuff Girls. We ain't going to talk that. about... We are not right, going to talk about that. that. No, Focus on Donald put that out there. Anyway, moving on. Alex, go ahead and say your piece. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know much about Donald Glover's career or anything. I do. I am saying go for it with an eight-figure. That's super nice. Um. I know of the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I didn't really like that movie, but then again, I never really liked Brad Pitt or Angelona, Angelina Jolie. They were Angelona. not Angelona, Jello. Uh, they were never some of my favorite actors or actresses when I was watching movies. I was never really interested when it came to them. Um, I always thought Mr. and Mrs. Smith was a little stupid in the concept. Because it's like you now live with this person for a few years and you still can't explain where they're going out in you know the middle of the night or why they disappear for like no they had they had covers they had different jobs that they thought they each one each other did that was their cover right which should exactly show that how little you know your own spouse still though because like when you live with somebody it doesn't matter how good your cover is you're going to find out stuff that's why they always tell you live with somebody before you get married so you find out because they always have these like little quirks and stuff that they hide from you how can you live with somebody, marry them, and still not figure out that they're an assassin? And why don't you trust them enough? Well, that was the I idea. Just the- I think that was the idea of the movie, though, is that is to show like the fragility of like trust or how important trust is in a relationship. That like, you have well, two clearly neither of them lives. trusted. E- yeah, clearly neither of them trusted each other. Mm-hmm. However, I do like Donald Glover's acting, and I do like Phoebe uh, Waller-Bridge is acting. Mm-hmm. I loved her; absolutely loved her in Fleabag. That whole show to me was. One of the best shows I had watched in a really long time. My favorite thing from that show was just every time she just she broke the fourth wall and the priest, who was played by um, Andrew, oh, what's his name? Andrew Scott. Yeah, Andrew Scott would just get mad, be like, "Stop it! We're trying to have a conversation. Stop going into another dimension." Um, so, like I said, I don't know too much about Donald Glover's career, but I'm excited to. I'm so like not excited, but like happy to see that he's getting to still work on atlanta getting to do this you know move with a great actress and kind of just forwarding his career so well that i really didn't expect honestly this from him from since i usually watched him in community i did not expect this person from community to grow into such a good actor and such a good businessman and i've only seen a couple episodes of atlanta you know out of order i'm not even sure what episodes i watched so good I watch like bits and pieces so and I but I do know the show is so like I don't want to say heartfelt but it is a show you can connect with so well and again coming to see him off community and then seeing him in in Atlanta was like a very different vibe and being like oh wow this dude does have like range that I never expected to see from him and like so I'm excited to see how he's going to further himself with his acting when it comes to this so that i am excited to see 
I'm excited for it. If it means I'm going to be able to finally watch Atlanta on demand, I will take it. <laughs> because Probably not. I, oh, yeah, that's right. You don't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu, so I couldn't watch oh, my Atlanta. Gosh. And it was depressing me. Hulu's like the cheapest of the streaming services. Listen, I already pay for HBO and Netflix. I'm not trying to pay for a third. I pay for too many. Um, like so, you know, I'm just saying. I, I, I am. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Don Glover comes up with. He's a very creative guy. I, I assume I've seen his short films that he's done for his Childish Gambino project. They're supposed to be like paired with it. Listen to his music. Watch Guava Island. Um watched at least the, all the first season of atlanta i gotta finish season two uh but overall i love the man's work i think he's an incredible creative um and one that's very in rare form consider can uh compared to his contemporaries so i'm excited to see what he does in amazon's court plus amazon is trying to be on the come up between this the boys uh you know any other invincible. invincible coming soon like they are trying to like really establish themselves because there was a time where amazon prime for me they'd be like hey you could watch our shows i'm like i'll just take the free shipping thank you but you could watch our shows though yeah i'm gonna take the free shipping i, I feel like i watch more <laughs> you know movie I, I i feel like i don't watch too much of the amazon original stuff although upload if you have not seen upload upload is a good show i've heard it's good. it was a fun it was a fun it was a very fun like it's a it's a very like light-hearted watch but it's fun and 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 i feel like the writing is good i think it was called uh, unseen I, the the show they did with rosa salas uh not rosa was it rosa salazar i think that's her name um and bob odenkirk if it, that's not the show i'm so, or undone i think is what it's called that show was really cool very creative david diggs is also in it if you haven't seen it on amazon prime it is trippy it is very it's very uh confusing it takes a few watches to kind of like maybe see what's going on and even then the ending's kind of ambiguous but it's a great show it was really uh unique and i loved it i thought it was really cool well jerome what do we have next so next on the docket um, we are going to talk about uh, our other main man, but for different reasons. Uh, one, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West. Y'all remember? You know, remember the old, the old albums? You know, the good ones before before Kanye became became Yay. More <laughs> like, politics. Yeah. Politics and uh, so now, uh, once again, Mr. Kanye West is in the news, but not for anything he has done, but rather what he has not done, which is uh, be a husband that Kim Kardashian can put up with anymore. So therefore, <laughs> she has officially filed for divorce. There have been rumors out in the wazoo for the past couple of weeks and months that they were going through some tough times in their marriage, that they tried counseling, that they tried other things. And so now, officially, Kim Kardashian has officially filed for divorce from her husband been of i think like two three years now um maybe longer than that uh kanye west how is this going to affect their family who knows there is talk that this will be mentioned in her reality show keeping up with the kardashians i don't really care because i don't watch the show anyway but alex you clearly i saw saw the the look on your face you have some stuff to say what do you have to say about uh kim and kanye one of the main rumors for the divorce was that kanye was sleeping with jeffree star yeah, that's he's, you don't do that. Jeffrey Star himself has debunked that because he actually no, he never said he did not. He did say that. No, he didn't. He did not. He just said he liked tall men. 
That was it. That's him saying he Never don't do it. it. Jeffrey is a very sassy man. <laughs> I feel like there was actually no confirmation. But the fact that that was even a rumor. By the way, it was just the start of 2021. We were trying to deal with all the other political crap. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, yeah, men are trash. Yeah, nobody knew you were all trying to talk about Kanye cheating on Kim with Jeffree Star. That wasn't like a thought that was going to hit my head. But I was horribly excited to read on it. Disclaimer, that is just a rumor for anyone trying to... Trying to, I don't know, take us down. One thing I know about this story, and this is how I feel, and I've felt this way for a long time, which is that, you know, Kim Kardashian is one of those celebrities where I have never felt bad for anything that has ever happened to Kim Kardashian ever, even when she got robbed at Paris. And I'm sure that was, I'm sure people are going to hate me for saying that. I don't care. All right. Listen, all I'm saying is, is that she's famous for doing nothing, and I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to hear it. Granted, I'm sure. You know what? Okay. Wait, really quick, really quick. Because I used to think that way. Like, yeah, she got famous for it. But yeah, she got famous for nothing. But then she built an empire in it. She manages a clothing line. She manages shoe lines. Multiple perfume sales. She does the show. Everything her name is attached to with Kardashian. There is also her family's fame that is attached to her name. This woman has built a corporation, an empire, basically, on nothing but basically, like... Her dad being the lawyer to O.J. Simpson and her sex tape. So she had some steps, but then she just built this. She was like, hell, I'm going with it. People are paying attention. Fine. I will sell this to them. Oh, they're buying that? I'm going to do that now. Like, so I have respect for her as a businesswoman. As a person? Absolutely not. I think she's a horrible human being. (laughs) But as a businesswoman, I, like, have the utmost respect for her and, like, the empire she has built for herself and her family. And when it comes down to the divorce, I think it's an absolutely good thing. Because I I can sympathize with Kanye a bit because I, I am bipolar as well. And there are moments where I have hurt my family members and friends, sadly, because I have made erratic decisions or done something that's completely out of character and nobody's prepared for it. However, I take full responsibility for that when I come back to my sanity and being like, look, I fucked up. (laughs) I'm like, you don't have to take my apology. I want to explain. It's not an excuse. And like, I get if you don't want to be around the crazy, you should not have to be. You should not have to wait around the corner to see if I'm going to be in this mood or in that mood. It is not a healthy lifestyle. The thing I is, thankfully am on medication and do go to therapy to deal with that. Yeah. He decided, hey, no, my insanity is more important than my wife and the safety of my children. Because we all remember when he tried to run for president and did that speech and just completely let out that personal information about his daughter. Which now his daughter, it doesn't even matter now whether he gets healthy or not or this or that. His daughter knows this now. His daughter is going to be like, you said this to everybody. (laughs) Like, you don't think there's going to be such bad, yeah, consequences. So I think in the end, it is a good thing for Kim herself and more importantly for their children. Because Mm -hmm. if they, person, sadly, and again, as somebody who suffers from bipolar... If they are not safe to be around, they should not be around. It is not abandoning. I don't see it at that way. I see it as you are protecting your children. And in the end, the children should be the only thing that matters when it comes to this situation. That's I, how I view it. I think uh, – I th- th- oh, sorry. I was just going to say 
I do uh, like you know. Also, Alex, you you put it, you worded it very well. So I do apologize to you, Miss Kardashian. Um, clearly, I didn't take into account your business savvy, and I do apologize. I do not like her as a person, but as a businesswoman, she she went for it. She realized people were buying her shit. She's like, all right, let's put out more. So, and kind of on that note, <laughs> so my opinion will probably be a, a little more tame, I guess, but. You know, it's clearly an unfortunate, you know, no one ever likes going through divorce or, or seeing anybody go through divorce. No, that's not true. You know, a very toxic. There's multiple people. I'm glad they divorced. All right. Think, Russell. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy. In, my, in certain scenarios. But I'm in, happy in my parents cases, divorced. In most cases, in most cases, it is not a a happy thing. No. No. And not. clearly in this one, it's not a happy thing from some of the reports that have been coming out. Um, that, you know, Kanye is just like devastated. And I have, you know, some opinions on Kanye that I won't like dive into right now, but uh, I, and then Kim, I, I think she gets, you know, hated on. I don't hate her and I, I think she gets hated on, you know, a, a lot. Um, but, <laughs> but they clearly just went, their separate ways. They were clearly two separate people. I one of the things that you know was really curious to me was when Kanye was you know doing all the things where he was in the press and the the the, the Trump stuff. I was really curious as to where Kim stood, and I'm really curious to see if some of that contributed to them going their separate ways. And I assume that it probably did. But in my mind, that was the first thing that I thought of because that was the major thing. I'm like, what are your... I was really not clear on what her thoughts were in that whole situation. And I, I still don't think I am clear on on where her thoughts are in that whole situation. But I, I, I you know, I wish each of them the best and, you know, uh, divorce is, is, you know, usually, usually never fun. <laughs> I think, yeah, like I said, it comes down to, you're, you're right, they're their own individual people, they have their own thoughts. When it comes to that whole Trump and the presidency thing and him running, I don't think Kim was behind it all, because you just saw that she wasn't really there. And they may had made a big deal about always being present for each other. Kanye said that she wasn't, like, she's not very, well, not, not that she isn't supportive, rather, she has always been the, the one voice that has said don't do this don't do that mostly in the sense in the way like in the way that you know uh, you want to protect your should, significant like, other yeah. like you know that they're not it's not a good idea maybe you should rethink this or whatever and kind of would just do it this, anyway i kind of actually had this discussion with my mom because when i did do an erratic thing earlier this week because of the bipolarism and i was like you know why didn't you tell me it was a bad idea she's like well i just want to support you i'm like well, that's great, but literally sometimes you need somebody to tell you, hey, this is a bad idea, which is why I talk to you and I tell you stuff, because I know I trust your opinion above all, which is how it should be with with spouses, especially. You have, you know, built this life with this person, you have had this person have your children, and you're raising these children together. This person's opinion should outweigh a lot more others. And if they're like, hmm, maybe you shouldn't, and hey, maybe you should think on this a little more and not listen to everybody so much, that's what it should have been, even with who she was, whoever she was. She, in the end, was his spouse, 
And she never showed, or at least from what we have seen, of course, we never know what goes behind cameras. We never know what's going on indoors. She never showed malice towards him, even when he revealed that stuff about their daughter and things. She was like, he's ill. He needs help. This is what's going on. Yeah, he's a rat, but look, he's still a good father. Don't, don't, like she it defended him in a way, but at the same time, she wasn't like, he should not have done this. She didn't defend him. She was defending like, you know, why he did it, not that he did it, which I think is like a way that she was being supportive towards him. But yeah, I think it was in the end, it was just splitting too much between them. And her voice became less important to him. And I'm pretty sure vice versa. And, you know, when you can't trust the voice of your spouse, I mean, then what is the marriage even? I feel like, honestly, uh, I like what I was going to say was that, you know, I feel bad for Kim Kardashian for the first time ever in a long time. Um, the last time was when uh, Kanye and uh, Kim were dating and Ray J put out that song. <laughs> and that was that was rude like come on like you know we're, we're, she's trying to move on from that that sex tape hasn't even been relevant in at that point in like a decade and <laughs> you bring it up old stuff as they always say why are you bring up old stuff um so that yeah um the thing is and this is the most important thing is that you know, at the end of the day, you know, I make jokes. The comedian in me likes to instigate and poke the bear. But the reality is she is a person. So is Kanye West. Both of them have had issues, I'm sure. Especially Kanye. Um, he's never been right after the death of his mom. And that affected him um, very harshly. Uh, and you and it shows. Because after that, th- that's that was like kind of the start of Kanye on the trajectory that we're on now um that being said though when you marry somebody it is a partnership it is just as much a union of not only uh two um lives but also of two minds y'all are to think as one and work as one because at the end of the day if you're having children together if you're running a household together you're doing all these things together you are to be together and i feel like based off of not just Kanye's outbursts in the public eye, but based off some of the things he said in his music, some of the things Kim Kardashian has said in interviews, um, other stuff that I've heard that has happened on the show, or that, or rather hasn't happened on the show. Like, they say, like, Kanye's not even in the show. Um, he, like, avoids it. It makes me think that maybe they're just on two different wavelengths as time went on, especially Kanye who's having, who's struggling with mental illness. And I think Kim was trying to help as best she could. But when you're dealing with somebody who the first step to recovery is admitting you need help. And Kanye has consistently in other interviews that I've seen acknowledged that he has mental health issues, acknowledge that, you know, maybe medicine is, an option but then also in the same breath said well actually all i needed was god and now that fixed my problems or all i needed was this special type of uh medication that's not actually medicine and that's all i needed all i needed to do was move to this other area and that's all i needed and it's like kanye you need to sit down stop making music for a while maybe even if it's that extreme take some time for yourself brother take some time for yourself and now unfortunately it's led to 
this unfortunate circumstance where now you're losing a woman that you say you love. And I'm sure she probably still loves Kanye too. But like you said, Alex, this ain't about, this ain't just about him and her. It's like y'all got babies together. And yeah, four kids, right? Yeah, and the drama, I, I don't know if it's four, it might be three. I mean, but regardless of the number, the drama that falls on Kanye West, we talk about it all the time. The drama that falls on any famous parent does weigh on the kids too especially if they're in the public eye like anything will and jada has going on that stuff some like somewhat does fall on jaden and willow and it's like and so it's like it's no different than with uh kanye and his kids like anything kanye does that's like because you don't think about it now because a lot of i don't i think their oldest isn't even really like in grade school yet but when as she gets older She's gonna have to hear this from her from her peers. Hey, yo, daddy, crazy. Yo, daddy, do this and that and the third, and that's gonna affect her too, unbeknownst to him. And it's like, for Kim, she's like, I can't have someone that toxic. Yeah, I do my own stuff. Maybe I might post a naked picture, but at the most, like for the most part, Kim is fairly stable compared to Kanye West. Yeah, she actually doesn't go out clubbing or stuff like that. Right, she's fairly responsible. I will say this as a as a person again with the same mental disorders with Kanye. <laughs> I have had people, I don't want to say come at me, but kind of criticize me because I do take medication for it. And I'm like, you know, if you have a mental disorder and you don't need to take a medication, you're able to stabilize it in other ways. I think that's fantastic. I think go the route you need to go, but you have to accept it and be aware of it. And when it comes to his kids as well. They got. They do have four: North, Saint, Chicago, and Psalms. Why are none and of them named normal Psalms. names? Psalms. I did really? not know the last Psalms. Child one year old. Psalms West. By the way, that all sounds like some team in Chicago. Anyway, one of those kids will most likely have the same mental disorder as Kanye. It bipolar, depression, anxiety, all that fun stuff tends to be genetic disorders as well. So ha- one of them is probably going to get it. And then seeing how their father reacted instead of taking care of himself, instead of, you're right, taking time. Instead, he put himself more out into the public eye for criticism and everything like that. Instead of taking time, the kids are going to see this and being like, oh, shit, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to go on to this disaster road. And it's like, you don't have to. You really don't. I've seen that before. And it's like you end up creating this path for your child that could eventually just scare them being like, Oh no, I'm going to, and putting this also toxicity on the fact of mental disorders, Hmm. you know, and doing that to your own child is is very harming. And like I said, I think when it comes down to the divorce, it's more beneficial for the children because now they see, hopefully they can continue co-parenting. They do joint custody and all that stuff. Hopefully they can have equal time with their father and their mother. And be able to see that even though they are divorced, they're able to maintain a relationship for the children. Because, again, in the end, it's always just about them. It's about the kids. You got to do what's right for your babies. Yeah. So, And we wish them and their whole family. Hopefully this story will develop and maybe it might turn up to a happy ending. Maybe the ending of this story is that Kanye gets better from it. He learns from his mistakes and, you know, becomes a better man. And Kim uh, has a new experience that turns her into a better woman and the kids are all the better for it so who knows um we're gonna move on because we talked about this for a while now <laughs> and it got it got we a little did. dark in here well, let's uh skip to the last topic yeah we're gonna or skip we're and alex you're gonna kind of take the lead 
on this one a little bit, if you would like, because I know you sure, wanted to do, do uh, uh, more specifics. Yes. Uh, this is regarding the polar vortex that has hit Texas. Unfortunately, still a lot of people are without heat and electricity and water. Um, a lot of issues are due to the fact that Texas is on its own power grid, which I feel was a big mistake for them to do, but they have done it. Um, there, you know, pipes are frozen. Things are going like that. People are starting to go hungry. Unfortunately, a lot of homeless people have frozen because they could not find shelter inside. And it's still, it's still going on. And as of, as of know, this recording, it's still yeah. happening. As of this recording, yes, correct. Um, you know, there are little ways we can do to help. Unfortunately, you know, we can't do too much because this is a state issue. Thankfully, the president is speaking with FEMA to work for the natural disaster. Mm -hmm. um, fuck Ted Cruz. And I love that somebody pointed out. No, no, no. my that favorite long thing. pause in between where he just had fuck him. no answers. Um, I just there, love I saw the someone. Fact I saw someone on Twitter. I saw someone on Twitter uh, who um, is like you know a, a, a Ted Cruz supporter. Let's just call him that. He said Ted Cruz leaving and going to Cancun was the best he could have done for the state by uh, giving. By providing, by not using up these resources and letting uh, other people use these resources that he was using up, like food and water well, let me and tell you. electricity. I want a I woman, dumbest tweet. Wait, I want a woman really to love me in, in the, the same running way for dumbest tweet of the that century. people love Ted Cruz and Donald Trump, like for real. Like I want. I just <laughs> unconditional I just love, love the fact that Ted Cruz fled to Mexico. Because his state didn't have water and heating and electricity. He fled to Mexico to give his daughters a better life in that moment. Because the area he was in was not stable enough for his children. And yet, he is a speaks out vastly against immigration and sanction laws. Not sanction laws, I'm sorry. Um, what are they? Asylum laws. And rulings where people who are in war zone areas or people who are living really below human standards trying to come to America and he speaks out against it. And then you just went to and flew to Mexico to make sure your daughters have a better life. And by the way, he claims because they're both minors. Minors can fly alone. You have it set up so minors can fly alone. And his daughters are like also teenagers. They're not even that young. I would understand if his children were maybe like under the age of like 12 and younger. Your children can fully comprehend how to read a plane ticket, how to get to a hotel. And if there's other adults, why couldn't the other adults help out and chip in and get your daughters from the airport to the hotel? Nonetheless, this I is, think, this is, uh, this sucks. <laughs> right. There, there is more important things to, to focus on other than, um, that weird face man um this I is did see, uh, in, in in lighter like stuff i did see a video i think it was on um tiktok of a girl who was in a parking garage i don't know if anyone else has seen this and the whole parking garage was empty and her car was underneath a pipe and the pipe burst 
and it froze on her car. Out of all of the space in the parking garage, oh, the no. pipe burst over her car and froze over her car, so she couldn't do anything over her. Yeah, it was. She, she must have. How is this lighter something. news? This is worse. <laughs> no, it's, it is a little worse. This is completely. Uh, it's like, it's, it's a little worse. Puppies drowned yesterday, she, and it was a great time. Like, she wasn't, she wasn't crying in the video. She was kind of making light of it. She was like, out of all these effing spots in the, in the Well, in all garage, fairness, where is she going to go with her car? I mean, that is exactly. kind of in lighter news. Out of everything that's happened, if your car is just like frozen. That's kind of like the best thing. People were saying, people in the comments were like, oh, it was a, it was, you know, it was a blessing. Like God was looking out for you. Like, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's how you got some or people maybe like, that's not the maybe devil, it's, girl. You need to pray. Maybe it's karma for something. Maybe she did something. <laughs> and karma just came or and hit her she would have driven, she would have crashed into something. In, so. in other lighter news, uh, real lighter news, uh, <laughs> as, like some people have outreach to help other than Joe Biden as well and use their privilege to try and, and help with some relief effort for uh, AOC Reese Witherspoon has been actually mm-hmm. very active in helping um, and you know multitude of people uh, I believe it was Beyonce and Adidas as well which is funny that have been because Beyonce helping. roped Adidas into that like she's currently got a new line coming out with Adidas and she I guess she guilted them she pretty much was like look if we gonna work together we gonna work together so you gonna help me help my city and they were like, that's, all right. That's Adidas. Adidas for our UK fans. Because, you know, we have to- Adidas? Is that actually pronounced Yeah, they call them Adidas. Oh, Adidas. Anybody from the UK, correct me if I'm saying it wrong. But I, I believe they call them Adidas instead of Adidas. Um, I would be would not be surprised also if- uh, I haven't heard anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if Travis Scott also would probably help out too. He's from Texas as well. I know he loves his city. Um, so I'm sure he would probably help out as well. We would. Shout out to all the people in Texas. We're yeah. You know, look, um, we're we're thinking about you. And my sister, she lives in Dallas. So um, how is she doing? You know, good. Yeah. Okay. Her. Yeah. She's yeah. She's doing good. Yeah, because I, I I saw Rob last night or Zoom wise because I respect social distancing. Um, and I got to speak with him for a minute, and I asked him how his parents were doing. Unfortunately, they are in an area I believe that doesn't have electricity. But most of his family members, if again, if I recall correctly, I was drinking a bit when I saw him. Uh, they are going to family members' houses that do have electricity, so they're able to t- take care of each other. And in this moment with something this huge going on, that's really something, if we can't rely on you know our government, which sometimes we just can't, it is good to know that we can rely on each other. And by doing that... Um, Along in our Instagram bio, as well as our YouTube bio, and along with when we post this, I will also be adding a couple links for you guys to donate to the Texas Relief Funds. One will be with AOC, but if you rather not donate to, if if you just don't agree with her, and I understand, it's your personal view, I will also be uh, linking in the Red Cross to help with any donations. They are very good. They work with FEMA as well to help bring things to, you know, Texas and other parts when we do need them in natural disasters like this. So, And uh, with that, we... Well, with that being said, I think that's a good that's a good place yeah. to, to end. This has been the news with the first ones to die. Yes. Alright, and now weather. Uh, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> yes. Weather. Go. I would say Jonathan oh. would be the first one to die in weather circumstances because you mainly grew up around here. You don't know how to handle real storms, do you? 
Like if a real snowstorm came. I'm just saying. Like you from South Carolina. All right, this, just, although just do they have me, like huge Just throw me under the snow, okay? Look, I'd be the one to survive. I just don't know about you two. I mean I had hurricanes. So we had a hurricane. I was in the I was in the earth did did y'all have y'all ever been through an earthquake? Because I was in the Technically, earth, yes, but a small one. It wasn't big. <laughs> I've actually never Didn't... been through an earthquake and I want to be. No, you don't. <laughs> a little no, bit. You don't want to be. No. So we were real quick. The, we were in so the Nisqually were Nisqually earthquake in uh, two thousand one, which was a seven point uh, something. Oh, you're earthquake. just gonna make up fake numbers? Uh, Is that what you're gonna do? <laughs> no, listen. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. It was a it was a magnitude um, six point eight, which is pretty. You know, it's that's still pretty high. That. And it was it was at uh, 10.54 a.m. Okay, I just looked it up. But um, I was in, like, second grade, and we were moving desks, and the floor started shaking, and we thought the floor was shaking because we were moving desks, but then, like, cabinets were moving and stuff, so then we had to hide under the desks. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, social media. I was in um, Oregon <laughs> when the Japan earthquake happened. I was actually in Oregon back in like when I was in 2014, 2015. And like my mom woke me up and being like, there was this huge magnitude, you know, in Japan. They're giving tsunami warnings. We might have to leave. And I kind of woke up because I had visited my mom. I was living in California at the time. Came to visit my mom. I was looking at the cats. I'm like, the cats are fine. I'm going back to sleep. She's like, what? I'm like, well, cats freak out with weather. Animals freak out. If the pets don't freak out, I'm going back to sleep. Went back to sleep. Thankfully, we did not have a tsunami. But we just, the sirens just blaring throughout the night. Getting woken up at, you know, one in the morning saying, Hey, a tsunami might be coming for you. You might have to evacuate. When I originally went to Oregon to visit my mom to relax, I left California for like a weekend because I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm not feeling well. I need my mom. I just need to take a moment. Get woken up the, the night I'm there to, there's a tsunami warning. Japan's pretty much half underwater. More disasters are coming. You need to wake up. And I'm like, cool. This is exactly what I needed this weekend. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I was laughing because Jonathan was like, social media is now. was like, but I got a story, though. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, next week or in eight days, it'll be the 20th anniversary of the Nisqually earthquake. February, it, oh. it happened on February 28th, 2001. Oh, anyway, well, Jerome, right. social media. Social media time. Follow me at <laughs> not Jerome Red on Instagram. That's where I'm normally at uh, doing stuff occasionally. And also RoboZoo Media as well is where you can find me uh, posting about other things I might be working on. You never know. So. My turn? Yes, and you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Instagram, Twitter, wherever. Uh and also, the story we didn't get to was the was I was excited about. <laughs> Do you but want to talk about it right the story. Now? Listen, Jordan Peele's making a movie. Okay, Kiki Palmer quick, and I'll Daniel just, Kaluuya's I'll, in it. That's the news. Which we have no yes. idea what it is. It's coming out in 2022. And, but no script, excited, no promo I'm or anything. I'm excited for Kiki Palmer. I'm excited for Kiki Palmer because I feel like she hasn't had her like moment moment yet she's you know she's she was in Aquila and the Bee and that's where she like rose to fame and then she's done like TV and uh, hosting and music and stuff but she hasn't had her I'm big gonna be honest, moment I don't where think like Akeel, all eyes are think, on her and I think this could be her moment she gonna and get it. I'm excited for her not because Kiki's not a talented Ooh. person I always think of her more like like a Oprah like a new age Oprah you know what I mean where there's no like 
movie role that you're like, man, Oprah, like, even though Oprah is a good actress, there's no movie role where you're like, man, Oprah has, like, changed the game of acting with that role. There's, she don't have that, but that's okay, because she's still Oprah at the end of the day. She's still an icon, regardless. And I feel like Kiki Palmer is on her way to be do that just that same thing. I think Kiki Palmer, because she's had a talk show. Well, I want her movie, to be an so icon be an and icon. be a movie blockbuster star. <laughs> I can't have both. No. No. No, you can't have both. <laughs> but but this was my theory. This is my theory for the movie. Okay. And this is not a serious theory, by the way. So don't <laughs> take me seriously. But it's Get Out 2. And since Daniel Kaluuya is in it, and they said that Kiki Palmer is apparently the villain in this movie. She's the an antagonist. So it's going to be Get Out 2. So he learned his lesson from the first time. And so he got, a, got himself a black girlfriend. And this time the family's going to be worse. They, For whatever reason, it's going to be worse. Let me tell you what, that theory's already wrong. Because Jordan Peele ain't going to make no movie where the black family's the villain. Okay? <laughs> that's just, <laughs> that's just, he's just not going to do us. that. That was us. The you, black family was yeah, the villain Yeah, but that was different. They were doppelgangers. That wasn't the same. Oh, my God. That wasn't the same at all. I just think it's a little ironic the way Jordan Peele frames his films. When he married the whitest woman, I mean, he married a straight-up ginger woman, freckles and everything. <laughs> Anyway, Alex, socials. Anyway, what's up? my social media is I'm on Instagram, Alex. Jordan Peele, Alex these views nobody. do not reflect mine. So if you want to cast me in your movie, look, I love then. both of them, and I love Drawn Brooklyn Nine Nine, and she's hilarious and she's great. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm at Alex and Nobody on Instagram. I take care of the TikTok, are the first ones to die on TikTok, and now I'm also doing vlogs every Wednesday on our YouTube channel, First Ones to Die. First one was put up, it's uh, us getting ready for the podcast, and the next one will show a little bit about how Jerome edits the video, which will ironically be edited as well by me. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our show for today. We hope you all have a great week. We'll be here next week for another new episode next Monday bright and early or wherever you live it'll probably be monday anywhere anyway that's our episode we hope you have a great week later Bye. bye